Hello, hello, hello. This is Misty Magdalena Grace with the new and improved version of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, where we talk about spirituality, psychedelics, plant medicine, microdosing, and really that journey within to finding your best innate wisdom to your best health, your best wealth through all sorts of inner child healing, trauma release, grief recovery, uh, overcoming addictions, and working with the mind, the body, and spirit. So go ahead, leave a review, subscribe, download. We look forward to your feedback. Thanks for tuning in today. All right, all right, all right, everybody. Hi, happy new year. This is Magdalena Grace, and I'm super excited to bring back my beautiful, beloved husband, Emmanuel. I'm going to bring you right in. Just wanted to welcome you guys as today we're going to talk about a topic that supports my earlier podcast from this week. Um, my first podcast was all about shadow work with my friend, Josh Peters, and my husband and I know a thing or two about shadow work. And so we thought we would define it and share a little bit more about our own personal experiences with it, how it changed our lives, how it shaped us into being more in alignment with our truth, how it helped change our career, our marriage. Oh my gosh, so many things. So Emmanuel, thank you so much for being here today. Yes, thanks Magdalena. Always a pleasure to be a guest uh, on your beautiful podcast. So, you know, I'm getting a chance to talk about some of those um topics that are so dear to us uh, that we believe have shaped uh, the very foundation of who we are, we, who we are becoming. Uh, so shadow work is one of them. So I'll um, be so happy to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys are tuning in, whether it's live or on the replay, we do care to hear from you. So feel free to comment below with questions. That's one of the benefits of tuning in live. And if you're not um, in live, you just go on to Facebook and join my Healthy and Wealthy and Wise Facebook community. Um, my husband is inside of there. I'm also streaming live on LinkedIn, YouTube. So if you subscribe to my YouTube channel or connect with me on LinkedIn, um, you will absolutely get notified of these uh, live podcasts in the future. And if you are happen to see this and you have the ability to hit the share button, sharing is caring because uh, 2024 is going to be a big year. Um, we wanted to bring out this topic because of all of the prognosticators and all of the astrologers and all of the different people that we talk to that are in into the spiritual realm, but also very much into the 3D uh, physical realm. They understand that as above, so below, as below, so above. The earth is changing. The world is changing. Whether you believe we're going into what they call the age of Aquarius or whatever you believe, um, you also know that a lot is happening for us, a lot of war, a lot of strife, um, a lot of inflation, a lot of a lot of issues and, and things that can be very triggering. And it's happening, we believe, for us so that all of the shadow work that we've probably been resisting for a really long time, what you resist persists. And as within, so without, we've got to come back into our hearts. We've got to heal. You can't heal what you don't feel and you can't heal what you don't name. And shadow work, for us anyway, more than psychotherapy, um, has been much more transformational. And we want to first start out by telling you what is our definitions of that. And my husband has an amazing story. Uh, I love his definition. So I'm going to let him go first. Okay. Thanks, Magdalena. Yes, absolutely. It, I think it's very important that we begin by defining what we mean by shadow work. It could have a different meaning to different people. Uh, our understanding of shadow work is really this inner quest of discovering those, part, those parts of our being that we're not so proud of, 
or we may actually be scared of. And it could be emotions, it could be traumas, and um, it will manifest differently for different people. But it's like that part of us that we don't really want to go there. Like if we were to make a choice as to do we really want to go there, our first response will be, I don't want to talk about that thing. I don't want to remember this event. I don't want to talk about this person. I don't want to talk about this particular incident that happened to me or that happened to my family or that happened to my coworkers or somebody I know, right? So, so the shadow work is really you know, around those very unpleasant, uneasy um, emotions and events, circumstances of our lives. And one of the ways I've, I've been helped to understand the importance of going in those places that I just described that normally we will be like, hell no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to talk about this. I want to think about this. Well, during these past few years, um, I was going through what I call a spiritual awakening. Um, you know, call it something else. If it's an enlightenment or a deepening of my own self, a re reconnection with my truer values, you know, call it that if, if it makes more sense to you. As I was going through that, I had a very beautiful moment with my higher self or my guides or angels, whichever, you know, name makes sense to you. Choose what makes you, you know, feel comfortable. But I had an encounter with, you know, I call my guides uh, as part of a very profound um, a spiritual experience. And they wanted me to understand the place, the purpose of shadow work. And this is how it goes. They said, imagine you're on a beautiful, tall you know, mountain or a really tall hill somewhere, very high, on a beautiful sunny day, you know, and you look around you. So you're on the top of that elevated location, looking to, uh, you know, to the horizon around you. And they asked me the question, how far can you see? And it, I was like, oh, that's easy. If I'm on top of a mountain, I can see other mountains. For us who live here in San Diego County, we're surrounded by mountains. I can even see the ocean. If I'm high enough and I'm on a tall mountain, I can see the ocean far in the distance. So yeah, on a beautiful sunny day, I can see pretty damn far. And then the guides say, now imagine that you're in the dark of night where there is no moon to be seen. It's a new moon. And the sky is also very clear. There are no clouds or anything, but it's pitch black around you. How far can you see? And my first reaction was, well, it's pitch black. I cannot see really far. At least I cannot even see the mountains around me. Everything is dark. I can't even see the ocean around me. Everything is dark. And then the guide said, uh-huh, look up. How far can you see? And then I put myself in that position of looking up and I had these stars, constellations, galaxies, small galaxies in that beautiful night sky are visible during the daytime. Can't see them. There's just too much sunlight to see those things. And, and, and those things are so far. This is like the outer reach of the universe, or at least the visible universe from, you know, from Earth. And, I, and, and, it, and it clicked in my mind. I'm like, oh, my God. 
That's why shadow work is needed. So we can identify those things that are hidden in the dark. They are hidden in the far mind, the far reaches of our minds, of our hearts, of our memories. And the only way we can see them is if we go into the dark, into the shadow, into the darkest of night. And then we start to see those things. And those things I thought I believe were those parts of us that we don't, we are not really proud of. We don't want to visit. We don't want to remember, you know, things that are causing us emotional states that are not pleasant, things like fear and shame and guilt, remorse, you know, uh, abandonment. And, and, and the guys were like, yes, you get it. Yes. That's why shadow work is important. You have to go into the dark, those dark places. It is where you will discover those hidden treasures, truly, that are within you. Because those things that are deep, hidden within you, are also teachers for you. They happen how unpleasant, you know, and godly, if you want to call that, as they were. They happen for you. They are teachers. And they're going to help you discover more of your true self. And, and, it, and it, was, it was so beautiful for me to have that moment of, of clarity um, about the, the, the usefulness and the purpose of shadow work. Um, so that's the story. It's a true story that happened, as I said. It's not just a fable. It happened to me during a spiritual journey of uh, sometime in the past two years. And since then, I've, I've, I'm holding on to that story to explain shadow work to people. Uh, Magdalena, if you're okay, I want to give a quick example, right? So, um, so that was kind of, if you want, like the uh, my mind finally uh, opening up to the possibility and the usefulness of doing shadow work. I have an example very recent of I was doing shadow work. So remember that story I just told you happened years ago. Does it mean that I'm done doing shadow work? No, I'm still doing shadow work. It started actually a little bit before that, and I was not sure what I was doing. Then that happened. That story happened, and I started understanding what I was doing, what I was supposed to keep doing. And here we are. A few years later, I'm still doing shadow work because that's a very serious business. Uh, it's a very serious commitment to oneself. So not long ago, we're talking about, you know, in December, early December of this year, I was doing a session with a, a therapist that I've found as an amazing person uh, who helps with things like traumas. Because as a light worker and a shaman, I was asked by my higher self and my guides to work on my traumas because it was important for me to do the shadow work related to trauma. So... And at the beginning of the session, I had this shoulder pain that had been plaguing me for the past three days or so. I woke up one day with my right shoulder completely paralyzed and so painful. I couldn't move it in too many directions, barely. And I have been plagued by this thing for three days. Then I go into that um, a session with my therapist and I ask uh, she asked me, how are you doing? I'm like, yeah, things have been okay. We have been working on some of the, you know, the homework you gave me to do. But I have this damn shoulder that's been killing me for the past three days. And the therapist says, okay, let's not worry about the shoulder now. Let's just go through what we're supposed to do during our session. So we go on, we go through our session and, 
you know, beautiful, uh, well-trained therapist takes me into um, revisiting some of the emotions that I had related to some traumas of my childhood. And we did a great work and, you know, it was very profound, very moving. And during that whole time, I was not even thinking about my shoulder. We get to the end of the session and then she said, oh, we haven't had a chance to really talk about your shoulder. That was at the, the final two minutes of the session. And she says, how's your shoulder doing? And I'm like, oh my God, that thing must be hurt. What? And my, I could do all the motions. I'm like, whoa, 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 what just happened? That thing was not working before we started our session. I could barely move it. How come now it's gone? The pain, the uh, restriction on the motion, all gone. And I realized, I was like, goodness gracious, that was a body reaction to an emotional thing. It was my body reacting to an emotional state, which I had addressed during those uh, hour and a half of, that I spent working with my therapist on my trauma, fixed a physical problem. And I realized that at that moment, even more than before, not that I didn't know that, but I had to hear like a tangible example, like something like right there, undeniable connection between traumatic events, you know, emotional um, uh, tra traumas and physical, you know, expressions of it and how working on one fixes the other almost instantly if you do the right work. So that's an example of the power of shadow work that I wanted to share. And perhaps later in the podcast, we can I can give you some other examples. So Magdalena, back to you. Yeah, that's beautiful. I want to do a quick acknowledgement. Lily is here. She's one of our biggest fans. Thank you, Lily from Minnesota. We do want to acknowledge if you are tuning in on the live, we do acknowledge you. Um, if you if you want to share where you're tuning in from, city, state, country, and as always, as it says on the screen right now, please hit the share button if you have, you know, want to invite people on. We'll only be here for about 30 minutes or so today, but um, of course, I live with you firsthand, and and we we really doubled down the past two years um, to save our marriage, to save our health, um, to be <clears throat> excuse me, better parents, all of the things, better better friends, better all of it. Um, we we recognize that shadow work was not something we could escape because guess what, we'd already been escaping it. You know, to your point, um, there's a great book, guys, called When the Body Keeps the Score. And so exactly what he's talking about, any little micro traumas that get caught up into your body um, from not getting your bottle fast enough when you were a baby, not getting your diaper changed, like those are micro traumas. And, and, and keep in mind, it's not the same as a sexual trauma, per se, it's not the same as a divorce, it's, but it's still, it all adds up. It's the compound effect of decades and when I share one of my shadows example, um, I'll even say ancestral. So thousands and thousands of years old that I chose to come into this body in this lifetime to heal, to get to the root cause. And also another reason why should you care about shadow work is if you want to evolve, if you want to, I guess we'll just say it, it's kind of a buzzword and some people don't like it, but if you want to be enlightened in light, in light, if you want more light, which we're going to talk about in our next podcast, Emmanuel is going to help with that because he's, he's a very gifted spiritual teacher and healer around light work. One does not become enlightened by just focusing on the light. <laughs> just in his example, 
um, but by making the darkness conscious. So this is a quote from Carl Jung, one of the probably the, the four fathers of shadow work. There's other teachers who also have done this kind of work, but Carl Jung is my favorite. So his, he said, one does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. The latter procedure, however, making the dark conscious is disagreeable and therefore not popular. So a lot of people, even psychotherapists may not focus on the Jungian philosophy because it's painful. Full disclosure, I had a psychotherapist and a grief counselor when I was going through 2020 uh, after my brother died, my mom died, friends committed suicide. Um, I had a lot of unprocessed grief. And of course, later I discovered trauma. And so the talk therapy only made things worse for me because what happened, I chose when I would feel these emotions, like he was saying, guilt, shame, fear, grief, sadness, abandonment. When people die, you feel abandoned, right? You're never going to see them again, at least not in this plane. So that's a real thing. Guess what? I medicated my medications. You know, I, I was on medications for my autoimmune disease. I believe that was because I didn't do the shadow work um, in my 20s to help heal my gut, to help prevent the dis-ease. These symptoms, these diseases, um, challenges, pain and suffering, they show up for us to get our attention. But a lot of times I would drink over my feelings. I would drink over the guilt, the shame, the fear. I would go to another business seminar, <laughs> another self-help personal development thing. But guess what? It was all numbing my mind and my body. And essentially, you know, you, you could say that's why it's so easy for people to get brainwashed if they're inside a cult or whatever is because we're not listening to our intuition. We're not listening to our body. And when the body has kept the score, in the case of my husband, his shoulder was hurting. In my case, I had become a binge drinking workaholic because I wasn't willing to look at my shadow, which for me, the big words were guilt, shame, and fear. So really quickly, I, I can actually tell you two areas, because then I'll turn over to you, Emmanuel, um, to share your other story. But I had two very, very profound things happen for me. I had a business failure in 2007 where I lost everything. So that brought up the guilt, the shame, and the fear. I had never had, at least consciously, an anxiety attack until I was essentially homeless. And that opened up this whole can of worms of feeling guilt for, you know, quote unquote, being irresponsible for going through bankruptcy. There was shame around that. And guess what? Fear started to attack my, my ego saying, oh no, we don't want that to happen again. <laughs> so what did I do? I threw myself into busyness, you know, medicating my medications. I got married and became a wife and a mom. Guess what? Not too long after that. So I didn't have any time to process any of that guilt, shame, and fear. So adding the mother wound, I never had my mother in my life. I was taken from her arms literally the day I was born. So there was a ton of abandonment. And not really having a mom, I didn't understand how to be a mom. And same thing, you know, my dad and mom, they divorced when I was four. So I didn't have this modeling of a mom and a dad and a happy, healthy marriage, right? And so underneath that guilt, shame, and fear, now add in, oh, guess what? You get to be a mom and a wife. 
I felt like a worthless being. I thought, I can't be a mom. How, how do I do this? That was my unconscious shadow, not my conscious mind, not at all. Cause I was a really, you know, in spite of all that, I was a really positive person. My husband can, you know, attest to that, but guess what? Because I didn't go and do the shadow work, I did some talk therapy. I did quite a bit of it, but it didn't heal the shadow. I didn't make friends with the shadow. I didn't feel it. I didn't name it. And what shadow work has taught us, you can't heal what you don't feel. Sure, you can take a medication for it. That's what the doctors will say. But guess what? That's not shadow work. That's just numbing, placating. You're not doing the heavy lifting of looking at, in my case, the guilt, the fear, the shame, the worthlessness. And it, it cost me. It cost me a lot of time, a lot of money, all of the time that I threw myself into workaholism, all the time that I threw into drinking and hiding my habit from my husband, from the world, gaining 35 pounds. That's what happened because I didn't embrace the shadow. And so we share this with you because we're hoping that just maybe just maybe, if not you, maybe someone you share this with, if someone you know is on a lot of medications, especially pain medications, those those like my husband's shoulder example, oh my gosh, if you know someone who's struggling with drinking, sorry, drinking alcohol too much, emotional eating, um, you know, even social media scrolling, right? Any kind of numbing or medicating your medications idea, and they think that that's okay. And, 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 and in, in moderation, I believe I still drink. I believe drinking is actually okay because <laughs> part of the shadow work showed me that the source of the, uh, the, the alcoholism and the autoimmune disease that ran in my family was actually ancestral. If you want to hear more of that story, come to our webinar on Tuesday. I'll tell you the whole story, but for sake of time, I'll just leave you with that teaser. Guess what? Alcoholism doesn't run in the family. It's the root cause of the trauma, whether it's this lifetime, past lives or ancestral Again, no one did the shadow work. I got to be the ancestor that decided to make those changes in this lifetime and all of those generational things end with me. And in order to do that, it requires shadow work. And then being able to transmute that with guidance, with support, you can't do shadow work alone. My husband and I were great examples. I have a coach. He has a trauma-informed therapist. It's different from a, a traditional psychotherapist. But to be able to do that work, it takes courage and really going into the unconscious and looking at the darkness, owning it, loving it with compassion. It, it took us a good two years, wouldn't you say, Emmanuel, to really get to the space where now we, we've fallen in love with our shadow and we, we really embrace it? Oh, shoot. Are you muted? Yep, I'm back. So okay. I, I muted myself to make sure that, you know, the sound was up with you. So yes, Magdalena, what you say is so true. It's so true. And over over the past two years, uh, shadow work has brought so many blessings uh, my way, your way. Um, and I'm going to share one, one little simple story. So another one of those interesting spiritual journeys that I had not long ago, actually last year, and there was a particular shadow in my life that I had completely repressed because it happened at a very young age. And, um, and here's the shadow that came to me. It was the memory of being sent to boarding school um, by my parents 
when I was very, very, very young, like, you know, not even four, four, four years old, maybe, or so, uh, at, at a very young age. And my parents did what they had to do. I, you know, I have no complaints about what they did. It was what made sense to them. But here's what it did uh, to me. Um, I used, I was living before that in, in West Africa, in the country of Cote d'Ivoire. And I had grown up in my early years in that same country. My parents were students and they were, they had to go to France to study um, as with scholarships and all that. So they left me with my grandmother during those early years of my life and they came back when I was around four and they picked me up and took me to France with them. And because they were still finishing a lot of the beautiful uh, studies and beginning of careers that they were they were going through, they put me in a boarding school. So imagine this, this. get a four-year-old who has lived in a different country, different continent, <laughs> different culture, put on a plane to another country, another continent, different culture, from West Africa, Cote d'Ivoire, to Paris, France. And then, my grandmother, who had been the, the person who was the closest to me, stayed behind. And then now I have to learn to, to live with my two parents because I, you know, they were not there during my early years. But then what? I don't get to do that because I'm put in a boarding school for an entire school year. Can you imagine the kind of abandonment, <laughs> emotion and feelings that could have cre that created inside me? Not only that, I experienced winter for the very first time in my life in boarding school. In West Africa, it's like Florida. Warm, sunny, rainy, that's it. As a young kid, I experienced winter in a boarding school for the first time. And I have these memories of my hands being so cold and trying to understand how do you deal with this? And of course, in a boarding school, for young, 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 young men like me, young kids, most of us were very young. It's organized almost like a military school, for real, because they have to, you know, hold the discipline. You know, imagine little kids, four or five. <laughs> you know what it is to have a four or five-year-old running around. We can create mayhem if we're not controlled. So that place was like a military school, discipline. And I had to, I had to morph myself into this new environment with all the other things that I had been, all the other traumas that were going on at that time in my life, leaving my grandmother behind, leaving my, the country I knew behind, leaving the culture I knew behind, leaving the food I knew behind. Go to boarding school, different food. In France, different than food you get in, uh, in West Africa. You know, a new, new program, new schedule of activities, new people, I'm surrounded by white people. I probably was the only black person in that boarding school. Now, that's the kind of shadow work that we talk about when I said you have to go sometime really deep into those places of your life where trauma happened. And again, it was during one of these spiritual journeys that I was taken back to being in that boarding school. And I had completely repressed the impact of that body school on me. I had tried to forget about it. I almost never told even my beloved about it, uh, Magdalena, that I spent my first year in France in the boarding school, whole school year. Only seeing my parents most of the time every weekend, sometimes they couldn't get me. So I would spend a weekend also in a boarding school. And um, that created such a deep sense of 
I would say abandonment is one of them. Um, fear, right, of not being acknowledged is another one. Um, my voice, my my needs not mattering also is another one. And all these things were part of me. So I would let myself be walked over in many areas of my life because of what happened to me at such a young age where I had to pretty much close myself, close my own needs to survive in a new, completely new environment. And, and these things, and, and I'm not saying I was a bad, you know, bad kid. I actually ended up being a pretty good kid. My parents are very proud of me when they talk about my childhood and the things that I did. The discipline did its thing. It taught me how to be disciplined, how to do my schoolwork, how to be organized with my things, you know, not being messy around these uh, things in the home or my, my, my bedroom and all that stuff. I learned all that in boarding school. So it gave me some values, but it also left me with a tremendous shadow deep inside. And it's only in the past few, this past year that I went after that shadow. And I'm still working on it because it's a very deep one. So here's an example of shadow work <laughs> live from myself, from Emmanuel. <laughs> here you go. Back to you, Magdalena. Oh my gosh, yeah. And and kind of we're starting to wrap it up here, guys, too. So if you are here live, and thank you, Lily, for your kind, sweet words. If anybody who is here live and wants to ask us questions. That is one reason we would stay longer. Um, otherwise we are going to start to wrap it up and, and, and just, you know, if you're listening and you, if you know of someone who's struggling with all of those things that I mentioned, I'm going to add a few other pain points that we personally have experienced. You know, if you're on medications, if you're over drinking, overeating, um, if you're over numbing, over isolating, um, if you're not shining your light out in the world, if you're a business owner who's struggling financially, we've also experienced that. Um, if you're afraid to speak your truth, remember I said earlier, I have an autoimmune disease. So I went through a period of not making much money, which was devastating for our family. And through shadow work, I've been able to get back to five figure months as a healer. I was so afraid, guys, at the beginning of last year because of past life trauma and shadow work that I'd get burned at the stake for being a healer. Um, there's also that, you know, healers shouldn't make much money because they're healers and they're spiritual and this, that, and the other. I mean, oh my God, all the limiting beliefs that our unconscious mind are holding from not only this lifetime, but past lifetime or projected upon us by other people, right? We're very, as, as we're tribal creatures, right? We're community oriented. And so I oftentimes remind people, you know, you are some of the five closest people you hang around. So even be careful when you choose mentors, business partners. Oh my gosh, I chose all of the business partners that I could to bring out my wounds, <laughs> you know, the abandonment, um, the masculine wound. I don't have enough time. I, I can talk about the witch wound, all of those, but those were all part of what I believe, you know, my husband and I believe we were called to experience so that we can help. So if you know an empathic entrepreneur who's struggling financially, if you know someone who's got health challenges, you know, this is healthy and wealthy and wise for a reason. We want you to live your best health. We want you to live your best wealth. Again, that's not always money, but whatever that means for you could be best relationships. My husband and I are, are humbly honored to say that this is the best in our 15 years of marriage that we just celebrated. This has been 
the best Christmas, the best anniversary. You know, we, we, we have so much more unconditional love for our shadows and our individual selves so that we can be more loving for our children, for each other, for our clients, all of that kind of stuff. So if you are, are that person who's listening right now, who's like, you know what, I've tried talk therapy. I've tried, you know, all of the things I've maybe even tried plant medicine and Honestly, guys, plant medicine, I, you know, you've heard me talking about that now for two years, but it actually caused me to get worse before I got better because I didn't understand shadow work in that first year. I was actually in a trauma shadow loop for almost 18 months because no one was really helping me understand the purpose and the point in doing the shadow work because shadow work transmutes so you have more light. If you have more light, you have more peace, patience, kindness, love, you sleep better, your central nervous system regulates better. You don't have to spend all this money on pharmaceuticals and the medical model and, and even the therapy model. You can actually heal your life. <laughs> you can heal yourself when given the innate tools if you first embrace the shadow so that you can embrace the light and be that bridge and, and, and really be the, the change you want to see in the world. So if you're, if any of this resonates, this upcoming Tuesday, Emmanuel and I are doing um, our next uh, shamanic initiation webinar. And in that webinar, we're going to share even, you know, longer versions of this, the stories that we shared, but then we're also going to talk about how we can help what we have learned as we stumbled, fumbled, <laughs> took a few steps forward, a few steps back to be able to know how to dance with the shadow work, heal the body, the mind, and the spirit in the process of doing that much faster than we did, by the way. Uh, we have an eight-week program that we're launching this month to help you go deep without doing it yourself, without making all the mistakes that we did, and helping you then bring forth your light, shine your light, you're going to make more money. You're going to attract that amazing relationship. You're going to have a healthier outlook. And again, as within, so without, your health will improve. Like my husband's shoulder, like my autoimmune disease numbers have gone way down. My micro, uh, sorry, my dosage of uh, prescription meds have gone way down. And as a result, you know, there's more energy and more light in my life. Emmanuel, do you want to add any more closing thoughts about the webinar or just anything else? Um, oh, just uh, to reinforce what you just said, uh, really, there is so much real life stories and, and experiences that Magdalena and myself went through, and we've packaged all that into that particular program that we call the Shamanic Initiation. Um, so, you know, again, Tuesday, uh, this, uh, this coming Tuesday, please find us. Um, we want to be able to tell you more, uh, share more about our personal journeys, some of the things that we've seen experience and how we started finding ways to overcome and bring all the blessings of uh, those beautiful lives at the end of the day that we've been uh, blessed with thank you lily yes so 5 p.m pacific i just i probably put it on the on the page just after you um asked about it so the info session is tuesday january 9th at 5 p.m pacific I will actually drop it in the comments, also in the show notes, if you're listening to this later inside YouTube or 
on iTunes, but there's a website that I just dropped on YouTube, Lily. I'm not even sure if you can pull it off um, uh, where you are at, but um, please, if not for you, who do you know that's struggling? Um, a special kind of like shout out because we've lost 12 friends to suicide, okay? We believe that and 90% of them, on, by the way, were on antidepressants medications. Again, I'm not, I'm not totally down on the pharmaceutical model. I'm just not up on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if, if we all did the shadow work, we would have world peace. I'm just going to say that right now. If we all did our shadow work, we would have world peace. We would all get along. No one's religion would be better than anyone else's. We would care about each other more. We'd have more compassion and empathy and, and really take better care of each other because we've gotten to the root causes of our own shit. And every one of my friends who committed suicide, most of them had just changed their medications, okay? And, or were struggling with a combination of medications and alcohol if you and, and drugs. So. They were altered in many different ways and never knew about shadow work. So that's why we're so vocal about it, because we want to save some lives. We want to help other healers and lightworkers be better healers and lightworkers by doing their shadow work mm -hmm. so that they can help save more lives. So this is a mission that's very near and dear to our heart. And we're looking to partner with more like-minded people who want to help save lives in 2024. So if you're that healer or light worker, especially please attend our webinar on Tuesday, because the other thing that we have seen is if you're a healer or light worker and you're not doing the shadow work, you can injure yourself. You can injure your clients. You can also not, you know, make a lot of money because you just have an imbalance inside of you. And as within so without, and, and I'm speaking about myself and, and that's what I've seen on my own path. So we wanna help you elevate yourself in 2024 and help you be the happiest, healthiest version of yourself this year so that you can be of service and help other people and help people get off medications, help people get off of you know, uh, the, the hamster wheel uh, of life and looking outside of themselves for their answers, but giving them the ability to, to heal um, naturally. And that's, that's our biggest passion. So thank you guys for tuning in. I see, uh, thank you, Lily. And I see a few more eyeballs on the screen. We can't say thank you enough. Um, until next time, we'll be back, uh, next week sharing more about the opposite of shadow work, which is, is bringing in the light. And then how do you work with that light safely, um, to live your best life as well. So until then, guys, here's to your best health, your best wealth, your best wisdom. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, download, leave a five-star rating or review, and also please refer this to a friend you know who may benefit from this inspirational message. We hope to see you again. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel or join my Facebook community. And if you are looking to manifest your best health, your best wealth by trusting your best wisdom within, please go to my website, www.microdosingforhealth.com. Again, www.microdosingforhealth.com. Dot com to quiet your mind, get into your heart, heal your body, and manifest your best.